Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold, episode 119, NFL Week 10 betting preview. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. Steph, how are you doing today? Ready to dive into the slate? Yes, very excited to dive into this slate. I can't believe it's week 10. A lot of numbers here to talk about. Let's get into it. All right, first game on the board, Atlanta at Carolina on Thursday Night Football. The Atlanta Falcons are favored by two and a half points. Total set at 42 and a half right now at DraftKings. What is your read on this NFC South rematch of an incredible game two weeks ago? But two teams probably headed in the wrong direction at this point. Yeah, the Falcons already lost a game. I was all on the Falcons to just continue to do well and win games. I think I still lean the Atlanta minus three here. You know, they met, what, 13 days ago. Carolina's kicker definitely fucked them in that game. A lot of that came down to him. But Carolina also just got spanked. And I think that they were very exposed by Cincinnati and that there really isn't no like any identity to this team. So I lean Atlanta here. The total, I don't have a huge lean on, um, but Atlanta is tied with Tampa Bay right now. So, you know, I think I, I like the minus three. So this number is coming down a little bit towards the Carolina side. It broke through the three parts. So I think that Carolina definitely ends up being a sharp side. I would not play Carolina plus, plus three. If you can get that, maybe fine. If you can get a Carolina plus three and a half at some point, fine. Two and a half, a complete stay away from me. But I will tell you that I did bet the under at 43 points just because, look, look what we saw last time, 37 and 34 points respectively. Mm-hmm. I assume that the public's going to come in and want to bet the over, yet this number is coming the other way. So I want to jump on it before the Steve comes down even more. I do not trust P.J. Walker in this offense. Atlanta's mm-hmm. defense has proven to be somewhat confident other than that Carolina game. I mean, they only they held the Chargers to 20 points, and that also involves some screwery too. So give me the under 43. I would take that down to 42 if you can bet it. Staying away from Atlanta, Carolina on the spread. I'm sure that I will have spicy bets, as you will, and parlays for tomorrow night. So make sure to check out at Champions Round on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for all of our spicy bets for Thursday Night Football tomorrow. All right, let's get to Munich, Germany. The Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are flying out there this week. Seattle plus three, total set at 44 and a half. I have a question before you. I ask you who you think is going to win this game. Did you know that in Germany there is something called the 13th man? Apparently Seattle has a wild fan base in Munich, Germany. So there's a thought that this may be like a little bit of a home game in Germany. I had no idea. Yes, I did know this. I was watching Good Morning Football, and they mentioned okay. that. Like, two of the teams that have a lot of representation overseas are Seattle and Green Bay. Green Bay it didn't work out for, but Seattle is out of here. And I'm just – it's so hard because you're in this position where Brady is hot off a win. You saw how theatrical that was for him, him embracing his coach, the press conference afterwards, like – very emotional for them. We've seen Tampa Bay kind of get in a form, usually a little bit sooner than this in the season, but around this time still where they start to put it together and they show us why they're dominant. But like, do we have any reason to not take Seattle here? They continue to not be favored. They continue to win games. Uh, and Tampa didn't play exactly well. And I think that Seattle's a better team than the Rams. So 
I'm very torn on this game and what to do because I think statistically Seattle should win this game and it shouldn't really be close. I think that Seattle is very clearly at this point in time the better team. The mm-hmm. statistics over the past couple of weeks will say that their defense really rounding into form. They obviously have a fantastic draft class. Geno's playing like a baller. Even saw after that interception in Arizona, I was like, oh, here, here comes Seattle. Here, here's the Seahawks that I thought we were going to get. No, nah, Geno comes out there like a true mm-hmm. pro, kills it the rest of the game. They destroy Arizona. They're a much better team than Arizona is, and they proved it. They're 10th in net yards per play. Like, they're doing great things all over the field. That being said, the travel is my biggest concern for the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Mm -hmm. Back-to-back road games, they they had to go to Arizona. Then they didn't fly from Arizona to Munich. They went back to Seattle until Wednesday, and then they're flying over, which is today. They're flying over to Munich now. So now that's a lot of traveling. And you had to fly to Arizona. So to Arizona, three hours three hours and then, you know, nine, 10, whatever the hell that is over Tampa at home for a week and a half, played the Rams, got a win, albeit it was ugly. And then that's a four hour shorter flight over to Germany. That is a big, big deal. And I know everybody's going to say, Oh, they're billionaires, whatever. They're on the nicest planes ever traveling, still traveling. You still have to be on the plane. That is going to hurt them. I think that I'm going to end up on Tampa. I already bet Tampa Bay at minus two and a half. I think I'm going to end up on them at minus three. It sucks for the Seattle. I think they're the better team, but situationally, it's just a bad spot for them. Yeah. I actually kind of like the over here. Uh, I don't, has it moved? I think it was 44 and a half last time I looked. It is, it is still yeah. 44 and a half. Are we buying into the, the England narrative, which is, are they playing on a faster turf because it's a soccer turf yeah. out there? It's not even that. I just think this game is like, I don't want to say get out of like control because I think both of these teams can keep the game at the pace that they want, but I don't know. Seattle's got over like four of their five road games. This isn't necessarily a road game because it's technically a neutral site, which is why I hate this like home field, whatever crap. But I, I lean the over here. I could see this end up being more of a shootout situation um, because I think there is something it's hard to bet against Brady too. Like I think that there is something to him getting hot. So uh, I think I am leaning the over on this. A little too high right now. I would love if it was a li- just slightly lower. Uh, what, like 43 and a half? Yeah. What do you think about the Tampa Bay uh, running back situation right now? The rumors that Rashad White's going to end up taking over this job before the end of the season. Would you bet on that? Do you think that's going to happen? It's crazy how much players are allowed to just be a diva, which Leonard Fournette has always been like this. People probably forget. Like, he has been very vocal his entire career. But I don't know if I buy it. Like, maybe. I still think he's going to be involved. Whether he's getting involved is, like, to the extent that he wants. But I don't know. This late in the season, are you going to trust a rookie? I I don't know. I still think that Lenny's going to be the guy. I think that everybody – and the mm-hmm. fantasy football Twitter community was like, you got to go pick up Rashad White. I was like, okay, you guys are maybe yeah. buying into the hype a little bit too yeah. much on this deal. But I do think, you know, he hasn't been good this year, Lenny. So I would absolutely, I, I would love to see a little bit more Rashad White in the backfield and see what that looks like for them. It can't hurt. I do think they might have found something in Kate Otten. He had a great game against the Rams. Yeah. I to see him develop. Me too. All right, let's move on. Oh, here we go. All right, Steph, prepare the hot takes. Houston, Texas, plus five at the New York Giants. Total set at 41. I'm just going to step out of the way and let you go on this one. I have feelings about this game. I'm not someone that usually bets on their team either. 
I'll tell you right off the bat, I have already, I actually have taken something and I plan to take something. So I got the total at 39. I took the over. You can tell me all the stats in the world about New York Giants at home, blah, 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 under, blah, 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 blah. I do not care. I love, I love the over. I think it's up to 40 and a half now. Houston's feisty. Like they stay in games. Um, I think that even, I think this opened at what, six and a half? I don't know where that came from. New York Giants margin of victory in six wins is like four and a half points per game. So I think here I like Houston. I like the over. Um, I'm torn. I obviously am not going to take a very large stance, but for my hottest take, I think Kenny Galladay gets a touchdown this week. It's time. I think he gets involved. I think that he steps up. He's finally healthy. Was struggling, I think, a little bit with the playbook for some reason. Tony's out of the way. This is a really good opportunity for him to make his name in this offense because I think there's a little bit of – I listen to one of his friends. I'm buying into Kenny Galladay a little bit here, which is probably the stupidest thing I can do. But if Kenny Galladay wants to be a household name again, he very well could be. Just get involved and play well. It's not. It's literally not fucking hard. So I like him to get in the end zone. Let's see Kenny Galladay back into this system. He, he was never there, but that's but. that's what you that's what you get for that take. That was a nice <laughs> nice golf clap for the Kenny Galladay anytime touchdown. I I love that take. That's great. I love um, it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because I I have my my gambling notebook here, and the first thing that I put on the board this week, the first thing that I bet, Giants Houston over thirty nine. So Woo-hoo! I cannot be any more with you on that one. I think that's I a great it. bet. It's at 41 in the market right now. So obviously the 39 number is great. Uh, I still think 41 is fine. I would take this up to 42. Uh, yeah. I think there will be some points in this game. And the six and a half for Houston was ridiculous. I missed that. I got a six. I think that mm-hmm. I'll bet it again at five. I mean, look at the Giants this year. They've had a, they've scored 163 points. They've given up 157, and they're six and two. So they're, they're plus four on wins and plus six on points. At some point, you're right. That's just going to come back. There's going to be regression towards that. Mm-hmm. They're going to play in these tight games. And even if they win, it's probably going to be a field goal game. That's just how they play. Dayball will pull it out at the end because that's what he does with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. I do think that the week off probably does them good. But Houston also at the same time had 10 days off right. before this game too. So not a huge advantage there. I think it'll be a close game. I think the Giants win like 24, 21, something like that. Yeah. I also like, I mean, we'll be looking at all the rushing props here. Both of these defenses are not good against the run by any means. They're both allowing five and a half yards per carry to their opponents. But something to look at is I will want to see how high that Damian Pierce rushing prop is because we've seen the Giants actually take guys like Derrick Henry, like CMC out of the equation, holding them to 51 yards, holding them whatever it was for CMC. So if that number is a little too high, I would be interested in taking his under. Fair enough. All right, let's move over to the Jacksonville Jaguars plus nine and a half at the Kansas City Chiefs total set at 50 and a half. I don't know what to do with this game. <laughs> I part of, part of me really wants to bet Kansas City coming off of the disastrous offensive game versus Tennessee. They still squeak it out at the end. That being said, I know Kansas City historically under Andy Reid, when there's seven points or more, they are not a good bet. It's like 41% against the spread or whatever. Jacksonville, impressive second half. Doug Peterson made some nice adjustments. I do think there's going to be points in this game. 50 and a half, I'll probably lean towards the over there. I don't know. I hope this number comes down a little bit so I can tease the Chiefs from nine to three, but that's about all I'm thinking in this game. 
Yeah, this feels very stay away for me. This would be the first time the first time the Chiefs cover at home this season. Not a fan of that. Uh, perfect place for the Chiefs to open a can of whoop ass on the Jags uh, to get right and again like make it. And I, but I feel like we've said this the last couple of weeks. Like this is the time that the Chiefs are going to kick ass. This is the time, but they're they're not necessarily kicking a lot of ass. They're winning games, but not like being the Kansas City Chiefs that we hope could be a nice get right spot for them. Uh, I will not be betting on the Jags probably anymore this season. I don't know. They almost just lost to the Titans at home after, I mean, having a great offensive performance. So, yeah, stay away from me. 15 half is a little too high. I actually leave them under there. Um, but that's about it. Got nothing on this game. Not a big fan. Fair enough. Let's move on then. Cleveland Browns plus three and a half at the Miami Dolphins. Total set at 48 and a half. I have already made a play on the Cleveland Browns at plus four. Me too. I still like it, still like it at plus three and a half. Uh, what do you think? What are your takes on this game, and why are you on the Cleveland Browns? I think this might be my favorite game of the week. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I think that people are underestimating Cleveland a little bit. Like they're off a bye, great momentum going into the bye. They're getting Wyatt Teller back. They're getting Denzel Ward back. At least they're in practice. Maybe get one, even both of them back. Who knows? I haven't followed up with that. Um, they probably are going to dominate like the line of scrimmage like they did against Cincinnati. And they only have one road win, and that was week one, I believe. But I kind of want to create this narrative. <laughs> so I created a narrative, everyone. My narrative is Cleveland is now like hot at the right time. Their defense is showing up a little bit more. I understand that Tua is balling out and I respect that, but their defense is just straight up not doing as much as everyone thinks. Um, Watson's back next week. Their schedule is light. Uh, I think Cleveland could start to pick up some steam here if they haven't already. So I definitely, I definitely like that plus four that I got. I don't know how I feel exactly about the total. I think my first glance at it would be the over just because that's the way that Miami's games have kind of been flying. But um, I think Miami's defense, if if they can stop Chubb or the Browns and get him going, kind of depends there. But, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I I think that the Cleveland Browns are in that spot too where Deshaun's coming back, they're getting – Healthy at the right time. Yeah. Nick Chubb's moving the ball. They got Wyatt Teller come back. That offensive line's going to be a little bit healthier. Denzel Ward, maybe the defense runs into form a little bit. Miles Garrett going for defensive play of the year, potentially. He's been electric. Mm-hmm. This Miami team is – they're really good, but they're also kind of a little fraudulent. Joey, don't kill me. They, but they, they are. That defense is really bad. They're really bad against the run. What is one thing that the Cleveland Browns do better than almost any team in the NFL? They run the shit out of the ball. This should be a massive Nick Chubb game. Keep Miami's offense off of the field. I think mm-hmm. that two is going to have a little bit of issue throwing as much as he wants to against this defense. We saw what this defense was able to do with pressure against Joe Burrow. I think they can have some sort of similar success against the Miami Dolphins in this game. I do like the over 48 in this game. I think the Dolphins will be able to score enough, and I think the Cleveland Browns are really going to put it on them. I'm willing to play the Cleveland Browns as the money line in this game, plus 160. I think so, too. I think I'm totally in on it. I think that I don't know where the money is headed right now, but I think people are a little bit too down on Cleveland. I think that they 
I don't think that that Cincinnati game was a fluke. I think that was very much the identity of this team. Um, we'll be very interested in Jacoby Brissett's rushing yards too. Maybe he sneaks into the end zone. Um, I think this will be a really fun prop game to look at. But I think defenses are going to start figuring out Miami a little bit more and more as the season continues. And I'm with you where as much as I think they're a great team and I think their future is like beyond bright, uh, I don't know that they're the team that the media wants you to think they are. Fair enough. Uh, I do think that covering Tyreek and Jalen is a nightmare for anyone. The way oh, that yeah. you beat that is you just got to get Tua in his face quickly and get him mm -hmm. off filter, not able to pinpoint the ball. So um, I think the Browns are totally capable of doing that. All right, let's go to probably an interesting game for me, and I think one that I've already gotten very wrong, which is the Minnesota Vikings plus four at the Buffalo Bills, total set at 44. I bet the Bills at minus seven. Uh, I think I'm going to have to buy out of this position. I bet on it thinking that, okay, Josh Allen's going to be able to play. This line's a little deflated. If he plays, this number's probably 10. Mm -hmm. I probably misread this injury situation where it looks like this could be not only a short-term deal for Josh Allen, but maybe a very long-term deal for Josh Allen. Potentially, if this goes wrong, he's in line for Tommy John surgery, which would put him out not only this year, but part of next year. Where's your concern level on the Josh Allen injury at this point? Yeah, I actually took – the Vikings plus seven when I saw it there. Glad I did that at the time. Um, but I also didn't do that because I have, like, I didn't do that because I have a lot of faith in Minnesota. It was more just a fluky yeah. thing um, because I don't, I genuinely, as someone who watches every single Minnesota game, given the people that I'm around and I am subjected to it, I have no fucking idea how this team keeps winning. Like genuinely, I have no idea. I think that Kirk is playing better and better each week. I think the refs probably had a little bit in that game last week uh, with the, the ref running uh, in between the players there. That was great. I loved it. It was, I was like, this is hilarious. And the way he lays down, it's like, you can tell Vegas is on the phone. Like just lay there, lay there, lay there. <laughs> like, um, I personally want to see Kirk get naked with the chains on after another road win. Uh, <laughs> so I would love it here. I actually think, Josh Allen pushing through and playing this game is probably better for these Vikings than Keenum playing. Um, there's a lot of storylines in this game. Kind of like the under here because I think the Vikings are doing just what they need to to get a win, which means they're playing to what their opponents are doing. Like, I don't think, again, like they have not had this dominant game. I don't think against Buffalo D that's going to come. That's what it's going to come from. But Vikings D is also starting to look a little bit better. So uh, Josh Allen injury, though, back to the question you asked me literally a minute and a half ago. That's concerning. It's definitely concerning. If I'm Buffalo, I'm not getting greedy, and I'm probably resting Josh Allen if you think that there's a way that you can spare him from any type of long-term IR situation. Yeah, I just don't know if this UCLA, UCLA injury, the UCL injury <laughs> is anything that you can rest and really get better. Yeah. To me, it, it seems like it's either surgery or you just fight through it and hopefully it doesn't get worse. I don't know. I'm interested to see what the hell happens with it. I My anticipation is that he's just a tough SOB and he's going to play through yeah. it. And I agree with you. I'm not sure that that's the best decision for the Buffalo Bills. You saw him right. try to throw at the end of the game against the Jets. It did not look pretty at all. Maybe no. a week of trying to throw with it, he'll figure something out. Um, I don't know. But on the same time, I am actively trying to fade the Minnesota Vikings in every game. And I'm really mad that Josh Allen's fucking me and not giving me the opportunity to do so because I would have bet yeah. Buffalo up to 
I don't know, like 11 and a half points in this game. Yeah. I think they would have smashed. Minnesota's 7-1, and one, and their yards per play differential, they're averaging 5.3 yards per play on offense and giving up 5.7 yards per play on defense. For a 7-1 team, that is absolutely unheard of. There's regression coming. I will continue to try and fade the Vikings. And I still think that the Buffalo Bills will cover the minus four, even if it's Case Keenum. That's how much I want to fade yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I I'm with you on that. I think also one thing is like I wouldn't be as nervous for the Bills if they like once again could establish the fucking run. Like just Josh Allen is not your running back. Like I don't know what you need to realize. Um, they did this last year and then kind of started piecing it together with Singletary towards the end of the season. But like my hope was they were going to get that together a little bit earlier on. They have failed to do so. So that is probably where one of my concerns is. But yeah, again, like I think Case is a worse situation for the Vikings than a bum arm Josh Allen. Yeah, fair enough. And a Case Keenum revenge game, I guess, in some yeah. sense. Yeah. And, and you have Cook versus Cook. Like there's a lot of digs. There's a lot going on in this game. The Case Keenum to Stefan Diggs. It worked before. It could work again. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go to Denver plus two and a half at the Tennessee Titans. Total set at 38 and a half. You can get this at three some places for Denver. My advice, go do it. The Broncos are going to win this game against the Tennessee Titans. Plus 125 on the money line. Book it. Okay. Here's my concern with the, with the Denver Broncos. They are literally a horrible football team. Their offense. Oh, they're horrible. 30th in points. 31st in third down conversion percentage. 32nd in red zone. Everything about this is disgusting. It's Denver's first game without Chubb. I'm with you on this, though. Denver needs to win this game. If Denver does not win this game, I will relentlessly torment Russell Wilson until he retires. Like, it will be my job to do so because that is pathetic if he does not. Um, I think the Titans are physical and competitive, and they. but what they do a lot is they play down and up to their competition, and people forget that all the time. It does not shock me that the Titans are in that game against the Chiefs. They do this. You know what they're going to do? They're going to go play the shitty Denver Broncos, and they're going to play like shit. So I'm with you there. Um, I think that, you know, Henry, our Lord and Savior, is kind of back. He's reclaimed this uh, lead in, uh, you know, the yards again. He's had 100 yards and five straight. I kind of lean the under here, but then my mind is like, is this game going to get super sloppy? If Denver pulls out and gets up on top enough, you know, I don't know how they don't win this game. I almost like – Denver money line over the spread. Though. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Plus 125 on the money line right now. I like that too. I'm definitely going to play it. I love Denver plus three. Tennessee, you're right. They play up and down to their opponent. I don't care if it's Malik Willis or if it's injured Ryan Tannehill. It doesn't matter to me. I think it's a great spot for Denver. And worth noting, I'm going to go back to this yards per play stat. Denver is number four in the NFL in yards per play de differential. They're averaging 5.2 yards per play on offense, which isn't great, but they're the number one team on defense, yards per play against 4.5 yards per play. Now you're going to give me an elite running team versus this defense. They're not going to throw the ball through the air. This is a perfect spot for Denver to come in off by, get something right. Tennessee, Sunday night football, they gave all the energy that they possibly had in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is just a perfect, perfect spot in my mind for the Denver Broncos. All right, 
Let's get to – this is probably my favorite game on the board, and I'm probably going to get sucked into this and probably lose, but whatever. Detroit Lions plus three at the Chicago Bears. Totals 48 and a half. How the hell do you not just throw everything that you have on the Chicago Bears in this game? Perfect, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And that's why it feels like a freaking trap, and I'm stressed out about it. Um, I like this game to get very sloppy. I like this game to go over. Since Chicago's bye week, they've averaged 31 points per game. And that's also against like solid defenses. They're not defenses that are in the bottom of the league. So you look at the Lions, who have an atrocious defense. I don't, I'm just ignoring last week, whatever. Um, my question to you is what would Justin Fields' rush prop need to be? For you to not bet the over. Well, considering they're going up against the number 31 ranked rush defense and they're at home and the way that he's been playing. Um, so his number last week was 49 and a half. I'm assuming there's going to be a giant. So let's but say. How high? Okay, so I, I'm trying yeah. to figure it out. So he had 178 rushing yards last week. One of them was on a 60. So take that out. So you're at 110, which means his average over the last three games is like 75, 76-ish. So I think that's probably close to that number, like seven. If it were above 80, I probably wouldn't take it. But, like, 79 and a a half seems like probably my number where it's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I think it would have to be 80 for me not to take the over on this. I'm just interested in what they're going to do. I will be creeping for that line so, like, as fast as I can. I want to see what it is. Um, But, yeah, I think Chicago minus three is – I think we've seen enough. The Lions are a bad football team. They can have whatever they want on their roster. They can make everyone happy in whatever. It just, I'm not in. I I can't, I can't do it anymore. No more betting on the Lions. There's either, there's two things that are happening. Either one, the sports books are very wrong about the Chicago team and the Lions team and the directions in which they're going. Or two, they're setting up a massive trap to screw us. Now, generally, I think they're setting up a massive trap to screw us. So I'm a little concerned, but... I'm so in on the Justin Fields rushing experience at this point that I have to keep betting it, and I'm going to, and I don't care if they lose. I'm betting the Bears regardless at this point. All right, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers game. They are hosting the New Orleans Saints. Saints minus two and a half in Pittsburgh this weekend. Total set at 40. Which side are you on? Am I really going to take Pitt minus? I don't know. I hate this. I think that Dalton needs to go to the bench. I've seen enough. I haven't, I don't know, rotate out, whatever you need to do. Pitt is off a much needed buy. TJ Watt is supposed to be returning, right? Is that the whole thing? That's kind of a bigger deal than people are talking about. He, he is a game changing presence on the field. They tend to win games when he is on the field. I don't know how much of this Warren Najee Harris stuff I'm biting into. I I might stay away from this game. I don't know. I don't, I didn't like what I saw of the Saints, and I think I've been a little bit higher on the Saints than I should be. I, I'm definitely concerned about this game, and I'm probably going to stay away. If I had mm-hmm. to take a side right now, it would be the New Orleans Saints at minus two and a half. Andy Dalton, we know about this nighttime prime time. He kind of has like whatever that Kirk Cousins thing is that's going on where they just don't yeah. perform when the lights are on. But give me a 10 a.m. game with Andy Dalton, where no one's really paying attention because it's such a shitty game. Perfect spot to take him. I don't know what you do at quarterback there. I don't know if it's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. I know that Vegas would say that there's no difference between either of them. The line will not move regardless. 
Pittsburgh did have the bye. They should be a little bit better in this spot. TJ Watt is a massive difference for them. I just generally trust the Saints offense a little bit more than whatever Pittsburgh is going to bring. And I think that the Saints yeah. defense, especially against bad teams, has performed very well. Um, so I'm leaning towards the Saints, but this will probably just miss the board for me entirely. Yeah, I think this is a little bit of a stay away game for me. Talking about a game that will not make my board at all. We'll go through I can probably guess. The Indianapolis Colts plus six at the Las Vegas Raiders, total of 42 and a half. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you have any hot take or anything to say about Jim Mercer's decision to bring in Jeff Saturday? Cause I'm not sure that I do. And if I do, I think it's just going to come out wrong and I'm going to be mad because it makes mm. no sense to me. Um, okay. My first note on this game was quite literally fuck this game. I <laughs> <laughs> fuck this game. This is the tankathon. Both of these teams are tanking everyone, whether it depends how you want to do it, whether you want to be the Colts and be super fucking obvious about it. Or if you want to be Vegas, who is just blowing these massive leads, uh, this line actually feels like a trap. I might get spicy and take uh, the Colts here just because maybe the Colts fall. Maybe the maybe coaches can fall into the science experiment. We've seen this happen oh. before where, fi- where coaches get fired and then you see them win. The Raiders do play better at home. I do not trust the Raiders. Uh, so la- first note on my notes is fuck this game. Last note is give me the Colts. LMFAO. Uh, if Joe Saturday comes, just walks into the NFL from ESPN and wins a real football game on the road as a head coach, what are we doing here? Who are we hiring? Like, you and I should go apply to be head coaches. That would be insane to me. I think there's a chance that the Raiders win this game by, like, 40 points. Like, I, know I, said last, I know I said it last week with the Bengals. I had a little bit more thought, and uh, I was very into that decision. Now I'm just like – I don't know, but there's a good chance that, like, I don't think the Colts can score with Sam Ellinger. Like, it does, that much is very it's clear. True. I, don't I don't know, know why the Colts – I don't know why the Colts would at all bring back Jonathan Taylor at any point this season. It makes no sense to me. No. What are you competing for? Why are you trying to win? And why are you putting more miles on the legs of a guy who had, you know, as many carries as he did at Wisconsin? He's a valuable asset. Why use him at this point? Just lose. Go get a quarterback. Go get Bryce Young or Dwayne Haskins at the top of the draft. Go be happy. Build your team. Get rid of Jeff Saturday. Bring in a real coach. Fine. If you're bringing in Jeff Saturday just, like, to keep the culture the culture and morale high while you tank, that's, like, the explanation that makes the most sense to me. He's a good dude. People are going to like being in the it's locker room. Be. People aren't going to quit on the team. And, like, you can lose in peace and happiness. If that's what Jim, if that's what Jim Ursay is thinking, awesome. I'm for it. But just say it. I think – I think Ursay's like texted him and was like, hey, want to make $5 million and all yeah. you have to do is lose games? Like, that is what happened. And I don't care what anyone says. There was no thought process behind this uh, outside of we're taking, how do we look like we're doing something without actually doing something? I, they're, they're a disaster. We know what they're doing. They're gunning for a quarterback here. So uh, just let them do it at this rate. For a team that w- before the season I would have considered to be one of the best run organizations in the NFL, stability. Frank Wright's a good head coach. Chris Ballard's a great GM. Jim Ursay stays out of the way, even though you know, he's uh, unintelligible sometimes. Like he's fine. He just does his thing, plays his music, whatever. Right. No drama. To be ten weeks into the season and now it's like this is a hilarious arc turn. I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, I'm. I yeah, I don't know. I 
I think I hate the Raiders more than I hate the Colts. I hate this game even more than that. But could it just be one of those like disturbing, disgusting games? Like, I swear to God, if the Raiders blow a massive lead against the Colts, I tweet it. I'm like, hey guys, you know what's gonna be funny is when the Raiders blow a 21 point lead and lose to the fucking Saturday Colts. Like, what the hell is going on? So I hate this game. I think it's kind of a waste of money to even bet on. If the Raiders lose to the Colts this weekend, Josh McDaniels will be fired after the game. There's my yeah. prediction for this one. He needs All right, to uh, let's get to Dallas, minus five, at the Green Bay Packers, total set at 43. I know what I'm doing in this game. It's the grossest thing on the board. It's the biggest dog that Aaron Rodgers has ever been at Lambeau Field. We're going all in on the, the Green Bay Packers this weekend. I have to do it. It's the last time I'm going to bet on Green Bay this season. Fuck it. Let's send it. Yeah, the fuck we are. I'm with you. I'm already in. i not doing this. Rodgers sucked last week. He sucks. He's a brat. We're over him. We don't like I refuse. Like, I fucking refuse to believe. And I think Aaron Rodgers should be forced to retire if he lets Mike fucking McCarthy walk into Lambeau Field and be in. If that happens, Aaron Rodgers is an ultimate loser. He shouldn't go in the Hall of Fame. I refuse to believe that he's going to let Mike McCarthy beat him. I think Green Bay season is still fucking over. I like it too. I'm taking Green Bay. I'm riding it. Uh, will this game go over? Probably. I think I got it at 42 and a half. But I, I'm not doing it. I'm not buying in. I don't care. Come on, Rodgers. One more good game. That's all I'm asking for you from you. I love the WWE loser leaves town match between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Whoever loses has to retire automatically. I love that. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Whoever loses has to retire and never speak again. Done. <laughs> I'm all in. Let's sign it up. Where's Vince McMahon? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you said it perfectly. And Green Bay plus five at home with Rodgers like this. Dallas off by. Everyone's going to be super high on them. The last time we saw them, they put up 49 points. Guess what? Green Bay Packers coming home off of a loss to the Detroit Lions plus five. I, I I don't care if they lose. You do this bet every time. It's an auto play. You just mm-hmm. gotta put the money in and see what happens. All right, let's get to. Oh my god, I hate this game so much. This might be grosser than Indianapolis and the Raiders. Arizona plus three at the Los Angeles Rams. Total set at forty three in this game. Uh, the floor is yours. I don't even really want to talk about this. Um, this is hilarious. I, so I put a poll out yesterday and it was Rams minus three or, or Cliff plus three. I yeah. hate the fucking Rams. I think that they are awful. Rams are one of the worst NFL teams in all of these areas. Ready? Points per game, yards per game, yards per rush, yards per pass, turnover margin, sack rates on both sides of the foot. They are a bad football team and I don't think there's any saving them. I don't care. There is no saving this team. Their offense is a disaster. Their defense is starting to get frustrated because they're expected to do all the work. But then you look at Arizona either. You can't really depend on this team. I like Cardinals money line if, I, if I'm if i forced against my will to take something here. me. But can you really take the over? I don't think so. Both teams need this win. I my The way I don't like the Rams at all, I refuse to bet them. So if I'm going to do this, it's probably going to be Cardinals money line because I don't I think you're just throwing a dart at this point on both these teams yeah the only thing that I like in this game is the under 43 speaks to me very clearly yeah. Arizona's defense or offense has not been very good the Rams basically can't score at this point 43 points seems like it's pretty much a layup for me obviously I'd like to get it at 44 but 
I think this game ends like like 21-17, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to win. If you want to play – I actually think that you're probably right. The best way to play this game is to play the Cardinals on the money line because it's random enough where if you put in $50, you'll get you know 75 on the way back. Yeah. Make a nice little profit. Um, I wouldn't play the plus three or the minus three either way. If, if you have a strong opinion on that, you're probably crazy. If it gets to the Cardinals plus three and a half at some point, then okay, I'm probably in on the Cardinals. I think a lot of people are hanging on to like last year things. And it's like, you need to throw that out the door because this team is not good. Like I don't, I do not care. They have the worst Super Bowl hangover that we've maybe seen ever. So yeah, it's a, it's gross. I don't like anything about it. I'm good. All right. Sunday night football chargers plus seven at the San Francisco 49ers total set at 45 and a half back to back road games. For the Los Angeles Chargers, which honestly may not make much of a difference given the fact that their home field advantage is the worst in the NFL. 49ers off of a bye. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is going to be even more involved in this offense. Debo Samuel is going to be more healthy. If any team needed a bye week to get healthy, it was the San Francisco 49ers. With all that being said, plus seven with Justin Herbert? Are you guys fucking crazy? The back doors open all game here. I'm all yeah. on, on the Chargers plus seven. And so forth. If you want to use San Francisco as a minus one as a teaser piece, Great. Have at it. I think they're going to win this game. But plus seven, that seems insane to me. Yeah, I am with you. I think that's ridiculous. And I have been very low on the Chargers. Everyone heard my spiel last week on them on hot takes. I cannot. There is there is value here on the Chargers, no matter what way you spin it. I don't think the 49ers even got as healthy as they should have. I just would like a 49ers ass beating as far as like the I as far as playoff standing goes. Like I would love them to take an L here. I just yeah, not a I'm I don't think I'm betting this game though. If it's not Chargers plus seven, I don't want it. Fair enough. All right, Monday night football last game on the slate for NFL week ten. Washington Commanders plus ten and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles, total set at forty-four. Apparently some big news this week coming out tomorrow on Thursday, that there's something fishy going on with the Washington Commanders. The Attorney General for the United States is announcing some sort of thing about the Commanders tomorrow. I assume it means some sort of big lawsuit or investigation into Dan Snyder. Whether or not that has any impact on the actual play on the field on Monday night, I do not know, but worth noting anyways. Taylor Heineke, still playing pretty well. Didn't get the win last week, got the push. Plus 10.5 at the Eagles, divisional dog. It seems like a giant number. But everything that the Eagles do well is kind of what Washington struggles with. So I'm kind of torn where to go on this game. Yeah. So since I stand by my takes and I do not back down, I have already taken Washington plus 11. I will nice. greatly, I will most likely regret this. I got it two days ago. I said in the hot take show, the Eagles were losing one of their next two games. They looked very beatable. Okay, everyone? Last week, the Eagles looked beatable. I do not think they're like a – total force to be reckoned with. I think that a team can beat them. Is that going to be Washington? Maybe not, but can Washington stay in this game? I I think they could, despite, like you said, not a good matchup here. One thing that Washington does do well is they can get after the quarterback. Jalen has been able to handle that very, very well this year. I don't know. I kind of like it. I, I like Washington. If they, I think Washington's key here is to establish the run. If they cannot do that, if they continue to force Robinson and not use Gibson, they don't stand a chance. But Philly's weakness is probably their run D. So 
if you get Gibson the ball, let him go off this game. Heineke's still going to be a better play no matter what. I get in over Wentz. So I like the plus 11. It's just a lot of points. We talk about this every single week. That like It's just too many points for me in this league. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw it last time that the Eagles – we saw it the last time the Eagles were on the field at 14 points or 13 and a half against the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans only kicked, I think they only kicked the field goal in the second half and they still covered. Like, it's so easy for these 10 and a half point dogs to cover the line here. So, I don't know. Give me, give me the commanders plus 10 and a half. Hopefully I can get an 11 on the board just to protect it a little bit. But I'm comfortable with 10 and a half. I think the Heineke has enough in the bank to get it done yeah. to cover the 10 and a half hook. All right, that does it for NFL Week 10 preview. We will be back tomorrow, Thursday, with Joey for our NFL Best Bets for NFL Week 10. Until then, reminder, you want to enter the Daily Dozen, especially tomorrow night for Thursday Night Football. We're going to give away $2,400, 200 times your money for that one. We also have some sick giveaways going on this week. I know there's a Jerry Judy jersey that should be coming out shortly. May have one other one. Across the weekend, we also have three seven six contests that are available right now. College Football Week 11, NFL Week 10, which is actually for Sunday Night Football between the Chargers and the 49ers. And we have one for Monday Night Football, again, between the Commanders and the Eagles. Steph, anything you want to plug? I know we have a Small Socks Balls or Everyday's Draft Day today. Yes, we do. Everyday's Draft Day, Small Socks Balls, finally hiatus over. Um, and yeah, posting our my picks a little bit more on those short videos here. So it's a fun week. I'm excited to get some bets out. And everyone, make sure to bet on Kenny Galladay anytime. <laughs> All right, that does, it. that does it for us. Gambling with Gold, episode 119. We are out. Good luck with all your bets this week. We will talk to you soon. See ya.